Hello. Um, it's me, Paloma, girly teen girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just got back from San Diego with my friends. It was kind of like a birthday trip. It was really fun. Like, I go to UC Santa Cruz, but it literally had me like regretting choosing Santa Cruz because I love San Diego so much. It'd be so cool to go to school there. Um, but I still love Santa Cruz, so it's okay. But it just really had me thinking. I kind of want to move there. Maybe I'll go for my master's or something. I don't know. But yeah, it was really fun. Um, you know, me and my friends just fucked around. Had fun. Yeah, a lot of laughing, some crying. Um, okay, so today's, why I brought up San Diego is, um, so I mentioned in my, like, bat, like, introduction episode thing that I struggle with an eating disorder, and I want to just talk about, um, going to San Diego and how I personally dealt with, um, intrusive thoughts and just avoiding disordered eating behaviors as best as I could. So, um, I feel like I need to give some background on my eating disorder. And I've, like, I think as far as I can remember, like, the first time I experienced, like, disordered eating habits and thoughts was in seventh grade. I remember, like, I got this little cardboard box and I put a bunch of, like, I made a bunch of notes of what to do instead of eat. Like, I'd be like, oh, like, go watch a YouTube video instead of eat, like, go jump on your trampoline instead of eating, you know, um, I don't know why, like, I, I don't know why, I don't think I wanted to be smaller, because I was, in seventh grade, I was tiny already, I don't think the goal of me making this box was like, oh, I need to lose weight, I think it's just, my brain is fucking fucked up, um, but, that, of course, um, developed into thinking I had to lose weight. Like, the habits that I had already established, it led to me, like, okay, I need to watch a YouTube video to not eat because I need to be smaller. And I've always been, um, pretty slim, like, all my life. I've never, I've always been slim. I've always been, like, pretty average. Um, so yeah, that kind of continued and it didn't really get bad up until um maybe sophomore year of high school. Um where okay, going to like high school, it's so easy to not eat. Like you just don't take a lunch and you don't eat breakfast before school. And then if your parents ask, "Oh, did you eat?" Yeah, like I ate something at lunch. Mm, no, you didn't, you know? It's so easy, um, and I think that's what got me a lot, like, just eating disorders are, sorry, an email, um, you really lie, like, a lot, like, a lot, and it's, it's kind of terrible, because then nobody trusts you about your eating habits, and sometimes, like, you do eat, and people are like, I don't believe you, you gotta eat again, and it's just like, no, I ate, anyway, so yeah, that was sophomore year, um, just lying to my parents, and they noticed, like, they were like, you're, you're getting slimmer, you don't eat enough, um, and yeah, like, I kind of 
in high school, I kind of, like, was always surrounded by, like, oh, you don't need enough comments by my parents. And them being, like, you're too skinny. Like, you don't eat enough. You run a lot. Like, you don't eat enough. Sorry, I've said that so many times. But, yeah. But another thing that, like, really kept me in the cycle was um, growing up, I have a really big family. I have a lot of cousins. And I just never wanted to be compared to them. And everyone always commented on my body because, like I said, I, I'm i pretty slim. And so everyone, my aunts specifically, would always tell me, like, oh, my God, you have such a nice body. Like, I remember one point, I was, like, maybe in middle school, maybe she was, like, oh, you have such a nice body, like, never gain weight because then you'll lose it. And that, that stuck with me. I was like, oh, fuck, I can't gain weight or else I'm going to be ugly. So, I don't know. Fat phobia is rooted in every fucking culture, family, person. So, yeah, that comment really stuck with me. And I feel like that, it seems minor, I guess. But to me, it was like, oh, wow, this is absolutely life-changing news. I can't gain weight because then I won't have a nice body. Um, so yeah. And every time I see, there's specifically one aunt, not going to name her, but every time I see her, which is like every other week, she always comments on my body. And it's like always nice things. It's always like, oh, like you look so good. Like you have such a nice body. And then of course it's like, nice and I appreciate it but then it just makes me feel like pressured and I feel like I can't eat for the rest of the night when I'm around her because I have to maintain that perfect body she thinks I have yeah anyway um sorry got kind of sidetracked but yeah that was like sophomore year skipping a lot and my parents started noticing and they got me a nutritionist and I was like um doing partial residency where I'd like go into the like doctors after school eat a meal with them you know do my homework there yeah um I was never in inpatient which doesn't if if like whoever is listening to this struggles with disordered eating eating habits or like eating disorders you don't need to go to a hospital to have a real quote-unquote real eating disorder like I think it's pretty self-diagnosable but please like be cautious um but yeah what was I saying yeah you don't have to go to an inpatient or residency program or even like to the doctor's at all actually yeah you do like maybe a diagnosis would be good (laughs) but like you don't because I feel like a big stereotype of having an eating disorder is imagining like somebody in a bed like skin and bones you know like with like the tube in their nose no that's like of course that happens to people and that's terrible but you don't have to get to that point to get help and realize that you have an eating disorder you know um So, yeah, I was going after school to the doctors, eating there, um, and I had a meal planned. And then, um, 
I was actually pretty good junior year. And then senior year, I literally don't know what the fuck happened. But I, oh, quarantine. <laughs> I forgot that that happened. Um, COVID happened. Um, so, yeah. But this was before COVID, like January. Just the holidays had passed senior year. And it's totally normal to, like, gain a little bit of weight during the holidays. And I noticed that I gained weight. And I was like, oh, my God, I gained weight. Also, um, hashtag trigger warning. <laughs> um, I don't want to say any numbers because I don't want um, anyone to feel triggered or compare their eating disorder to mine because everyone is different. Um, so, yeah. Um, but around January, I noticed that I had gained weight. And I was like, oh my god, I need to lose all of it. So, I downloaded MyFitnessPal, uh, fuck that app, and I started tracking my calories. I was eating way too little, way too little, um, but it worked, obviously, um, but then I realized, like, oh my god, like, I'm at first, I was like, no, like, it's fine. I'm just trying to lose weight. Nothing's going to happen. Like, I'm not going to fall back into that. But, duh, I'm dumb. I did. Um, and it worked. I was losing weight. Um, I passed out a lot. Um, and I, I just felt really, really trapped. Like, when you're in the midst of it, you literally just feel like, I'm never going to get out of this. I'm never going to get out of my own brain. Like I, I could never have imagined myself being able to eat without tracking my food to like, to eat when I wanted basically, which is really scary. Um, and that continued and I didn't really work out as much then. Um, then quarantine hit and instead of being like, oh, like, oh my God, COVID is so scary. I was like, I'm going to gain weight just being in my house all day. Like I need to start working out because I'm not at school. Like I'm not walking around. I'm not doing anything at all. So I cut back my calories again. I, I No, actually I gave myself a little more. <laughs> I was eating a little more, but compulsively exercising for like two hours a day. And then I would go on a walk at night to get my steps in um but every single day I would work out every day no matter what and if I didn't I would literally freak out I would freak out if if I missed a day I wouldn't eat because I'd be like no like I can't I can't burn off the food like I can't eat um and everyone, since I was working out, instead of just, like, not eating anything, everyone was like, oh, you look so good. Like, what program are you doing? Like, how are you working out? And everyone was just encouraging me. And I was like, okay, period. So I look good. This is working. And I did lose a lot of weight. Um, like, a lot of weight. Like, I, I thought I looked so good. And yet, it still wasn't enough. Like, my stomach was completely flat. Flatter than flat. And be like, no, I need to lose more weight. Like, that's not enough. And having an eating disorder, like, nothing is ever enough. Like, nothing you do 
will ever be enough. You're, you're never going to be happy with yourself. Um, so yeah, um, people were like, you look so good. Um, cause obviously I was working out a shit ton. Um, but then I lost my period and that's when I was like, oh, so this is a problem, <laughs> like a problem, problem. But I don't want to tell my parents again, even though they fucking noticed, like they noticed, they were like, uh, you're not eating enough and you exercise a shit ton. Like something's wrong. Do you need to go back to like, um, what, like what, what I was doing before? And I was like, no, like I'm fine. Like I'm just, I'm just fit. You know, I was not the, it's so strange. The fittest I've ever looked is the unhealthiest I've ever been. Like, I was so weak. As toned as I looked, I was so weak. I was so unhealthy. Um, but yeah, one, like, one day in July, a few months after, like, quarantine started, I was like, because I, you literally can't fucking enjoy anything with an eating disorder. Like, I'd go have sleepovers with my best friends, and we'd, like, obviously go to the store and pick out midnight snacks and they'd be picking like their candy and their ice cream and I'd be like um halo top for me please and I would still get scared like they would make their midnight snacks and I'd be like oh like I'll have a banana and not even end up eating the banana and it just looked so good and like obviously I'm assuming everyone has had a sleepover and like those moments are just so incredible to have like just like oh we're hungry we're gonna go make an afternoon or a midnight snack and just fucking around in the kitchen and not thinking about it but like god it's like with an eating disorder you're you're never in the moment like you're never in the moment you're only thinking like I'm gonna gain weight if I eat that I can't eat that how are they eating that I wish I could be like that you know it's so stupid. Um, or I would just not eat all day and save my calories if I knew I was going to have the sleepover so I could eat a little bit with them. <sighs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's really what, um, also my boy, my ex-boyfriend, my boyfriend at the time, he noticed and I literally couldn't eat anything with him. Like we would go out like out on dates and I would, I would just not be able to eat. I'd cry about it and I would eat and cry about it. You know, like just wasn't a good place to be in. But yeah, I think the dynamic change between me and my ex and the way I couldn't be in the moment with my best friends, I think that pushed me towards like, okay, I need to change but I didn't do it right. Um, I was like, okay, I'm going to try intuitive eating. And I just wasn't educated enough to know how to properly do that. Like I thought I was eating enough, but I wasn't, I was still restricting. I was still applying my food rules. Um, yeah, but long story short, I did a 12 week, um, eating disorder group thing. Um, maybe in another episode, I'll go more into depth about how I got, um, from like the midst of my eating disorder 
to how I am now, and I obviously still struggle, like, a lot, but it's a different, it's a different kind of struggle, um, but yeah, I went to, like, a 12-week group therapy thing, um, it helps a lot, like, just educating myself on the nutrients my body needs, how to, like, work with my coping mechanisms, building healthier ones, um, um, I also started going to therapy for it, um, but yeah, I'm a lot better than I was, and I brought, bring this all up because, um, in San Diego, or any trip I take, the first thing I think about is, like, I'm not going to be able to work, because I still work out, I love working out, and it's a much healthier relationship with working out, but I still, if I don't, I don't work out every day, I work out, like, five days a week, and the days I don't work out, I struggle a lot, but I force myself to take rest days, but, um, yeah, in San Diego, the first things that came up to me was, like, came to my head was, like, we're going to be eating out all the time, I'm not going to be able to control and make my food, and I'm not going to be able to exercise, and those two reasons are literally, I thought about them so much, and I was like, should I just, like, cancel, like, I, I could save money, like, I was thinking about all these excuses, I was like, oh, maybe if we didn't go, like, we would save a lot of money, like, a lot of gas, like, maybe we would die in San Diego, something, like, extreme like that, um, but obviously I went, and I think a big difference between, um, my eating disorder, like, last year and now is last year I was actually, like, scared of food. I could not eat certain foods. Like, I refused to eat pasta. I refused to eat, like, baked goods unless I made them, and I made them, like, um, I healthified them, and they are not as good. Um, but yeah, I can eat, like, really carby, um, quote-unquote bad foods that diet culture says doesn't belong in any good diet, which is not true. Um, but the difference between then and now is that I can eat those things. Like, I was going to say with no hesitation, but there's always hesitation. I think there's always going to be hesitation, but I know how to work through it. And I know how to be like, no, it's fine. Like, enjoy yourself. This is going to be so good. And you're going to be so happy and satisfied after you eat this. And I do. But what I'm scared of now is um, my body after I eat. Oh, my God. Like, literally even thinking about it. Like, I I can't look at my body after I eat because I get, I get very triggered. And I don't know. My body dysmorphia kicks in. And I just see, like, something that's not there. So I avoid looking in the mirror. I took the mirror out of my room so I wouldn't body check as much. Um, But, yeah, that's one of the big differences um, between then and now. And now I I still struggle with snacking. Like, to me, I feel like I'm not allowed to snack. Unless it's like a yogurt or a protein bar or something. I I can't snack on crackers or chips or like, like just snacky foods, you know. Um, I can't. I mean, I can. But I I overthink a lot and I get really anxious and I feel like I've ruined my whole day. Because 
or some, this is so stupid. And I bet if you struggle with like disordered eating habits or an eating disorder, the way my body looks dictates how my day goes. Like if I wake up and I look in the mirror and I see, it's not even if I ambler it, it's if my mind decides to trick myself, like trick my myself into seeing that like, oh, I look bloated today. Day ruined. Day fucking ruined. And if I wake up and I see like, if I see something I like, if, yeah, if what I see in the mirror, if I like it, then I'm like, fuck yeah, good day today. And that's such a shitty way to like live. Like I should not let, it's literally my skin. Like I should not, nobody should let what their body looks like dictate how their day goes. Like that's so fucked up. Um, yeah. I lost my train of thought, but I honestly, I love talking about this because I'm, I'm really passionate about, um, recovery as hard as it is. Um, oh yeah. I was going to talk about, um, intuitive eating and snacking. That's what I was talking about. Snacking. Um, like, okay. I went to the gym this morning and I ate breakfast after I went to a doctor's appointment and came back and I was like, Hmm, I'm hungry. So I had a yogurt with some granola in it. And after that, I was like, "Hmm, still hungry, but not hungry for a meal. So my favorite crackers are these like cheddar rocket crackers from Trader Joe's. And I was like, kind of want some, but like, I don't know, like, uh, but opposite action. So good. So I grabbed them and took them to my room and just like snacked on a few until I was satisfied. And like a year ago, if I let myself like grab the box of cheddar rocket crackers, I literally would have eaten the whole box. I would have eaten like more than me being comfortable. Cause like, I don't know. Hating disorders are weird. Um, in my case, I was diagnosed with anorexia, but if you know somebody or have experienced that, like, you know that you have binges occasionally, and if, like, you let yourself have, like, you don't let yourself have certain foods because you think you're going to eat too much of it. And then you let yourself have it and you do eat too much of it because your body is like, this is the only chance I have to ever get this. Like, I'm never going to get this again. Like, I better just eat it all right now and then start over again tomorrow and eat nothing. It's such a terrible cycle. But yeah, like, I have them right next to me. You can hear them. But I ate, like, a few hand, a few handfuls and I was like, okay, that was yummy. Glad I did that. And I'm... And I'm going to go eat um, lunch, and it's going to be good. Um, But yeah, intuitive eating has um, helped me a lot. Um, And it's not just like you can't decide one day to be like, I'm going to intuitively eat, unless you already do. Unless like if you've never struggled with an eating disorder, you intuitively eat. It's so amazing how people just like eat. Oh, it's so weird. Like I'm practice, I'm trying to practice intuitive eating and I still think about what I eat 
after I eat, before I eat, like, while I'm eating. And I don't know. Eating disorders are something that, like, really there's, you can't cure it. Like, it's in your brain. There's no medication for it. It's not, like, depression or anxiety. Like, you literally just have to, like, your brain is constantly fighting itself. And, like, my therapist and my psychiatrist and, like, my ED therapists and stuff, all of them have said that, like, eating disorders are one of the most terrible things to have because there is no cure. And you literally just have to constantly fight yourself, constantly, like, no, you can't do that. You can't, like, you can't give in to those, to those behaviors. Um... But yeah, I would say I'm doing pretty good. And San Diego was hard because obviously I did eat yummy foods. But yummy foods, yeah, sorry, sorry. I didn't know what I was going to say there. I did eat a lot of yummy foods, but I ended up bloated, which is totally normal. Like bloating is totally normal, especially after like treating yourself. And I had to, like, just deal with it and be like, it's okay. Like, wear what you want. Doesn't matter if you're bloated. Like, everyone is here to have a good time, and I'm not going to let my body ruin that. Um, but, yeah. I think about it as, like, oh, I look nourished. I'm not like, oh, I'm bloated. Like, I look nourished. I look like I just ate a good meal. And that's literally what my body needs. It's what our bodies need. Um, but yeah, I'm really passionate about this topic and I think I'm going to make, um, an intuitive eating episode at some point, but yeah, if you listened to this, thank you. Cause I really love talking about it and I hope maybe you learned something, maybe you could relate to some things, but yeah, I would, if you're struggling with disordered eating habits or have an eating disorder, reach out to anyone, literally anyone, let somebody know that you're struggling because that just sucks and you don't want to live with that. So yeah, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.